The Last Word on Health on Today FM. With Benelin non-drowsy chesty coughs. Gets to work fast. Always read the label. Dr. Brian Higgins joins us from Galway every week for our Last Word in Health. But for the first time, he's in studio today because he's up in Dublin for the Elton John concert tonight, I believe. I am, which I said, we just, we actually booked those tickets in 2019. So we've had two children since and now really looking forward to it. I know D Reddy, who does our music later, is also going. I'd imagine it'll be a tremendous evening, so enjoy that. Anyway, for our health, we're going to talk about hay fever. Um, are we coming into the time of year when hay fever starts becoming an issue? It certainly feels like it, because I, I like a big proportion of the population, somewhere between 10 and 20% of us suffer with hay fever, which is, which is a member of that family of illnesses of atopy, which is your hay fever, eczema and asthma. And people who have HP have, it's like a pie with three slices. And for those who have it, have different slices of each pie. So for people who have a large hay fever slice, the pollen counts are starting to come up and they're probably starting to recognise those signs, the itchy eyes, the sniffly nose and just feeling a bit uncomfortable. Indeed. So just go through the other symptoms that you would have of hay fever as well. Um, The most, the the most common thing with hay fever is that it's cyclical. So it tends to happen every year when the pollen counts come up. And people are either allergic to grass pollens, which tends to come in early in the season, or tree pollens, which tend to come in late. But hay fever is an allergy to the, the pollen is a totally harmless uh, molecule. But for people with hay fever, they become allergic to that molecule. So when they breathe it in and it touches their mucosa, which is the lining of the nose and the eyes, it causes an allergic reaction, the release of histamine. And histamine causes swelling, redness and itch. So those are the symptoms. Blocked, runny nose, itchy eyes. And certain people can suffer with it really badly, why it's called hay fever. Some people can get really severe systemic symptoms where they actually feel a lot of fatigue, tiredness, sweating and fever. Can it bring about things like headache as well? It can, certainly, because we have these... Our our skull is large and it would be very, very, very heavy if it didn't have these things called sinuses in them, which are these holes within the skull. And they're meant to be filled with air. But if you develop hay fever, the lining those cavities can swell and they can fill up with fluid and cause a lot of pressure and headaches inside the head. And they can become infected, which is sinusitis, which is incredibly unpleasant and can make people very sick. Indeed. So how do you diagnose it? Uh, Usually people... When kids can be a little bit tricky, uh, they tend to be children who maybe have had a bit of eczema in the past, have had a bit of asthma. And what happens is they might think that they're getting a, a lot of colds, should we say, would be the most common thing in springtime, which is the time people tend to stop having colds. And we really diagnose it through what we call symptomatology. So the presentation and the symptoms people have. You can certainly do blood tests and you can do skin prick tests. But with a thorough history and an examination, you generally don't need to do any but testing. But can they be... In- can it be useful in that I've gone through this myself and discovered you mentioned the different types of pollen mm. as in grass pollen yeah. and tree pollen. My problem is with tree pollen. Okay, yes. Yeah. And so how useful is it to find out those things then when it comes to getting treatment sorted out properly? Well, I, I think some people really like to just know. They love to have the results. I, I personally, because I treat an awful lot of kids, I always try to avoid doing blood tests or skin prick tests or anything that might upset somebody. Uh, whereas a lot of adults that I meet would really love to know and have something on a piece of paper that says you are allergic to grass pollen, you're allergic to tree pollen. When you have take a good history and you examine the patient and you have a good idea what it's going to be, does the having a blood test help? If the treatment is working, probably not, because the treatment for hay fever is usually very effective. It's an either an oral antihistamine, 
and nasal spray are a combination of both. And for the vast majority of patients, if they use that regularly and they're very safe medications to use long term, uh, it resolves their symptoms most of the time. Okay, what other things can you do? Because, you know, people say, well, avoid, say, for example, large grassy areas. Mm. I've become a bit of a golf obsessive. So that means I can't avoid that or else I give up golf. Yeah, well, if you're going to avoid pollen, it's a very difficult thing to do because you're probably going to have to close your windows and stay in your house. And some people really do have symptoms severe enough that they have to do that. Um, but there's a more kind of reasonable way to do it, say, putting a little bit of Vaseline inside your nose and wearing sunglasses as a barrier to stop the pollen from getting into your nose or to get the pollen to get into your eyes can be a real aid to those medication. Because if you get a high dose of pollen, it could overwhelm the medication. So even with very good medication, if you get a lot of exposure and for some people on days where there's a very high pollen count on that lovely sunny day you'd love to go out, you might want to, especially if there's no, if you say you don't have your medications that day, it might be better off just skipping it because I've certainly had a, I remember once I didn't have my medications in the morning and I went to work on a really high pollen day and I had to go home. It got so bad that I just, I couldn't function. My my eyes got so swollen I couldn't see. It was and quite I see, miserable. I see we have things on the list like even doing small things like keeping your car windows closed. Yeah. Uh, car windows closed and if you are buying a car if you're if you're lucky enough to be able to afford it having a pollen filter in your car can be really really helpful Okay uh, Antihistamine tablets I mean is there any side effects from using them? The older antihistamine tablets can be quite sedating. The more modern antihistamine tablets are generally non-sedating and they're very, very safe to use. Same with the nasal sprays. The big thing with nasal sprays is when people find they don't work, you have to ask, are they using them correctly? A lot of people use a nasal spray and they point it into the septum, which is the middle part of the nose. And if you spray onto the septum, there's loads of blood vessels there and you actually miss the sinuses altogether. So for people who find the nasal sprays aren't working or they're getting nose bleeds, you always want to check their technique to make sure they're using them right. using them properly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, What else should people do? Um, What we always advise people against is there used to be an injection, a steroid injection for hay fever. And every year, a couple of people come and ask about getting this injection. It was taken off the market. It's a really bad treatment. It could cause people a steroid psychosis, which is not good. And also as well, over time, it could cause osteoporosis, a problem with the bones. But for patients who really struggle despite regular use of a prescription antihistamine, which can be a little bit better than the -the over-the-counter ones, and the same with the nasal sprays, you can refer someone to an immunologist for immunotherapy, where we actually expose someone to a little bit of pollen in a very controlled way and it can train the immune system not to be allergic to it anymore. There's there's a number of people asking, is honey a good thing to take? Uh, I think honey is a very safe thing to try. The idea is if you use locally sourced honeys, that the bees are taking pollen from local flowers, which may be the flowers that you're allergic to. And that by using a a little bit of honey every day from a local source, it could act as your own immunotherapy. Does it work or not? I honestly don't know, but I think it's a very, very safe thing to try in small amounts. And Laura Uh, in Wexford wants to know, what can you take when you're pregnant? um, You... Speak with your GP. Um, There are things that can be used safely in pregnancy, some antihistamines especially, um, but you want to make sure the risk of using any medication in pregnancy outweighs, the benefit outweighs the risk. Okay, we've got to leave it there. Thank you very much uh, for that. Dr. Brian Higgins, Galway GP. Enjoy Elton John tonight. The last word on health on Today FM. With Benelin non-drowsy chesty coughs. Gets to work fast. Always read the label.